Welcome to your Breakthrough Blueprint. I'm your host, Becky Oste, a trauma-informed marriage coach. After a decade of failed efforts, I transformed my marriage, parenting, business, and health in just six months by learning how to repair my nervous system and move trauma out of my body. And now I'm here to help you do the same thing. Get ready to hear inspirational stories and walk away with tangible guidance on how to design your blueprint to your breakthrough life. I have a beautiful client on today who, because of the nature of this work, it is, you know, sensitive, private issues that we're talking about. And so to honor that, she is going to be kept anonymous, but you'll get to hear her story in her words. I'm so excited that you're here today, my friend. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. So I'm excited for others just to get a taste of the hope that you've experienced, honestly. And I would love just to kick off by asking if you can rewind, backtrack to just the main problems you were experiencing before we met, before you started working through the I Do Breakthrough program. What were you really facing? Oh, I was, I didn't know if my marriage would survive the things in our lives that were, that were really plaguing us. I just, I was at my wit's end. I felt completely lost and hopeless. Felt dang near crazy sometimes. Yeah, I remember that. I remember when we first met and it was like you were hanging on by a thread. And can you remember the physical symptoms or just kind of the day-to-day symptoms that were plaguing you at that time? Yes, I couldn't breathe. I would get these crazy breakouts. I'm not a kid anymore. So did I get these breakouts on my face and just on my body as well? I was not sleeping. My mind was racing constantly. It's just thinking about the betrayal and like doubting of myself. I couldn't find any center in anything. Going to the grocery store, I would be triggered like the TV, anything on music, like just I was triggered constantly. So I was just in a constant state of wound up. I was completely wound up. A constant state of wound up. Yeah. I remember that it was way longer than I ever wanted to be that wound up and that triggered for so long, but I like didn't know life outside of triggers. Everything was triggering me. Like Mm -hmm. you said, like I'm going to the grocery store. Like this should be easy. It's and everything is just triggering. How long had you been dealing with that? Just all of those symptoms, the, it sounds like a lot of it maybe caused by the betrayal you went through. How long was it for you? You know, when I first started, I thought it was probably like maybe a year or something, but as I've gone through the work, I realized I felt that way probably most of my life, honestly. And, and from what just tried to do to fix it, you know, I researched, I did read books, I listened to podcasts, I prayed, gosh, I prayed, I journaled, I tried to take in everything that I could find, you know, books and social media and everything, and come to find out that was just keeping me more wound up. So <laughs> it was mm. keeping me more my trauma than figuring a way to work it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I remember correctly, when we first chatted on the phone that day, 
when you were looking into the program, I don't think you had spoken anything out loud to anyone else at that point. Is that accurate or am I making stuff up? No, that is completely the truth. Like it was just to myself and to my husband, you know, we would fight about it, of course, but nobody, I hadn't confided in anybody. So I was completely alone in it. I isolated myself from social media, like from my personal social media. I would look, but I wouldn't post things and friends would reach out and I would either ignore them or Mm. come up with this to not see anybody because it was going to be too hard to face people. Yeah. So your circle even started getting smaller and smaller. You're starting to isolate more because I mean, I know you as a human, you're authentic. You're as authentic as they come. So I can only imagine like, how do I even socialize with people when I have this massive, you know, thing going on in my life that I'm not ready to talk about that I don't feel safe to talk about? Like just how, you know, it's so understandable it, is that you pulled back and isolated through that. I did. I felt completely isolated and just like the loneliness, not only the loneliness in my marriage going away, but just the loneliness in my world. Like I just, it was me and my thoughts. So you tried so much to fix it in and of yourself. You know, you weren't shying away from doing the work through self-healing and trying to find the answer. And then what did that look like with your husband? Like what attempts were you making, if any, to restore intimacy and trust with him? Or was this all kind of like a silent fight that you just couldn't talk about it with him or didn't try anything with him? Well, we, I would talk about like, I'd be saying, what do you need me to do for you? What do I need to do so that you'll fall back in love with me? Like, how can I do this? How can I do this? And he's like, I'm not going to tell you what you need to do. <laughs> like, And he's honestly, one thing he did tell me in which this program has done is he said, I need you to be the best you you can be. And like, that was such honesty from him that I didn't get at that time. Like, he's like, all of these little things you're doing, you know, love languages and making his dinner like what he likes and making sure his laundry was folded just perfectly. And like all of those things weren't the things that were doing anybody any good. I was just Mm. being needy and like, oh, look what I did instead of like being myself and being authentic to me Mm. and letting him see the real me instead of what I thought he wanted to see. That's so real and it's so relatable. And that was me too. And it just keeps the energy focused on them. You know, this constant Mm -hmm. effort, you know, which comes from good intentions, but also we can say now in retrospect, it's also partly comes from a trauma response of just trying to make, you know, bend to fit this idea of who we think is going to be acceptable to them. So we're doing all the things we're cooking their favorite dinner, we're folding their laundry perfect, we're yes, honey, you know, all day. Um, But none of that ends up bridging the gap either. And, you know, I, it's when I'm trying to be the perfect wife, Mm -hmm. I was said putting more distance between us. And I didn't see that. I'm like, but I'm doing all the things. Yep. I mean, it was, he was still drifting further away. So how'd you find ID Breakthrough? I was actually on um, Facebook. And some group, I posted something and Becky actually sent me a private message. She's like, maybe would you take a look at this? I think maybe this could help you. So I dove in. I'm like, oh, somebody's reaching out to me. It's not just me. 
being nuts and crazy and just stuck. So I like researched and looked and all the little bits that she put out, I would like, okay, yeah, okay. I can stretch. I can move my body a little bit. And I felt a little bit better. I didn't really realize why I was like, maybe this is a placebo thing. I don't know. <laughs> it was, but yep. so then, um, then we had our call and, and, um, I just had some hope suddenly. I love that. Yeah. My hope is to deposit hope in others. So I know a lot of women though, when that hope starts to stir up right with that is also a million roadblocks and fear. And it's like that metamorphosis when we talk about the butterfly, you know, of going out of our cocoon and comfort zone into really expanding and evolving and flying, but it's also terrifying. And so even though we hate being stuck and we don't love our reality. It's also all we know and it's our comfort zone and it's familiar at least. And so I often say, right, you've heard me say it on the verge of our breakthrough, we feel resistance. Can you remember at that time when hope started to swell, but then was there fear right next to you? What were the roadblocks that potentially almost held you back from stepping forward? Absolutely. I I remember that just that weight that sat on my chest. Like there was already one, but like it just felt real heavy. Like it's too good to be true. You just had so much compassion. And like this person at least is giving me some compassion. And I didn't realize that I needed so much of that. And I was afraid. I was afraid to make the financial investment. Like for one, where am I going to come up with it? We were in a tough financial situation. It's just, this is too good to be true. Nothing is ever really going to work. You know, but then I'm, I got to the point, I'm like, well, you, what have you really got to lose? You, it's just money. Money will figure itself out. Like that's, I've always believed that. And it always has really, what have you got to lose? You've got, there's, this is something that's different. It's not the regular book saying, you know, have sex with him because if not, he's going to have it someplace else or just love him in his language or all of these other things. This was different. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of band-aid tips we like breeze through before we get to this point. Right. Mm -hmm. Me too. I'm like, give me all the tips and tricks, you know, to Mm -hmm. make intimacy better or to, you know, allow me to trust them again or for our marriage to be romantic and thriving. And we both tried them all and we're like, okay, this is just scratching at the surface. And the things I tried, like, oh, (laughs) how to do this better or how to do that better. It's ridiculous. I'm like, this is stupid. I would read it. I'm like, this is absolutely stupid. And then I felt bad about myself for for doing it or trying it or even yep. thinking about it. So oh yeah, hundred percent. And so for you, what's been the highlight since joining I Do Breakthrough? How many months has it been now? Seven? About seven months. I started in July of twenty-two and I can breathe. One of the very biggest thing I think I I have a voice now. I remember being so quiet and tiny, and now I feel like I've I have a voice that I didn't have before. In in, in my with myself, with my husband, with people around us, because I could always stand up for myself and yell and be angry, but now I can talk to people without it being that mean, angry voice to get myself heard, and that's where I learned to to do when growing up, even I like to be heard, I have to be loud and mean, but now I don't have to do that. I've learned to speak 
speak my real truth without it being aggressive, I guess is the word, is aggressive more than mean. It's such a drastic change. Even right now, I just realized when we first talked, I was in the same exact position. Like I often do my work downstairs, but mm-hmm. when I took your call that day, it was here in my room. This is the same background when we first met. And here we are again. And that is probably the most obvious change. If somebody were to hear our first recorded call, I didn't record that call, but if it was recorded and they were to listen, I remember your voice was so shrunken and small and quiet and even your posture. There's such a different essence and energy about you right now. The projection that you're able to carry, your tone, how you know eloquently you speak and you are well-spoken now and <laughs> it comes from this place of power and the way you hold yourself, the way you project yourself, all of it. And the conversations I know you've been able to have offline too in like real time with your husband, the kind of conversations where it's like, I never would have been able to speak those truths in a million years, you know, just a few months ago. So I'm curious when you think of kind of your highlight results, what have been your favorite results that come to mind? Gosh, there's so many. Like, I remember our first real conversation that we were able to have without me shrinking and crying and him getting so angry and mean things being said to each other. I was just able to speak a truth and be, I I remember posting about it in Slack, like, you know, we stepped together and then we stepped apart, but it wasn't stepping apart in a way that was distance. It was just like seeing each other. Mm -hmm. So that was, I remember that. And, and I was speaking differently and he's like, why, why is this happening now? And I said, I, I don't know. I wasn't ready before. I didn't see what I needed to see before. I remember where we were, we were standing outside overlooking a pool. It was beautiful night. It was the first time we really kind of saw each other in a very long, long, long time. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So it's, you had to separate in order to come back stronger. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And then now we're playing like, playing all the time. We went sledding at night the other day and just, it's, it's been just fun to play and laugh again in a, in a way that maybe we never really did play so authentically before. That's, that's really interesting to think about actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So much of this is even reclaiming our childhood essence, or maybe if we didn't have a healthy childhood, uncovering, like unearthing who she should have been, how she should have lived her childhood. So I love that image. And I'm curious, have you danced yet with him in the kitchen this week? Not in the kitchen, not yet. We were, um, there was a lot going on this weekend. So we really weren't home much at all this weekend. Probably yesterday might've been a day, but I just feel in a little under the weather. I got a little head cold thing starting. So I was you yeah, know, you inspired me when you said that. On the, the <laughs> Did you dance in the kitchen? So last night was the Grammys and they kicked it huh? off with a bunch of singing and I grabbed him and we started dancing and I, was oh, like, I love that. Yeah, it was all just because of the coaching call. And you said that you're going to dance with your husband this week. I was like, I'm going to dance. Yeah. With him. And yeah, that dance, used to be but dead. just not in the kitchen. Yeah, but there is no yeah. same for us. No dancing, no playing, no laughing. It was just cold, rigor mortis energy. Mm-hmm. 
for the longest time. It was. I remember laying in bed at some of our worst times and him being right there six inches away from me, but the distance felt so far. It was so weird. And now I don't feel that. Like I wake up with him holding my hand like almost every day and, and it's in his sleep sleep. And yeah. And it's just very precious. Like that distance is very gone. Even if we had a hard conversation or something, we're able to still not take it. But it's so funny. It's, it's like that thing that when new married couples are married, they're like, don't go to bed angry. Always like fight it out all night long, which is really awful advice because <laughs> you're just circling. But now we can have a conversation and say, okay, it's time to end this conversation and go to bed and wake up just together. Yeah, we got that same advice. And it was like the worst (laughs) advice we ever got. Don't go to bed angry. And so like me with my anxious abandonment issues and like having to have perfect connection all the time, like, man, we'd stay up till two, three in the morning and it never turned out good. It would always be like these circling fight saying the same things over and over again and like you said that distance widening I'm like man I took that advice for so long thinking it was I don't know why I thought it was going to click after doing it for years and it never yeah yeah you keep running into the same wall you know it's so silly so I know especially with betrayal you know that is a common experience by a lot of women have gone through betrayal trauma And it is also one of the hardest things to speak about. And so many like you, you know, go through it isolated. They don't speak about it. And so even being able to talk today, I just, I want to thank you because I pray and I know it will help somebody who, even if they're not, you know, speaking to us right now and in the room, they're feeling a little less alone because they're seeing that, you know, this is something that is possible to heal from. So I'm I'm curious, you know, what have you learned so far in ID Breakthrough that has really transformed things for you after all of the trauma that you've been through? Some big, big things I've learned is to believe in myself and to know that even with the long-term betrayal that, that happened in our marriage, I can be okay even if he were to do that again. To believe just in myself so much that it's really, you know, everybody's like, you know, it's his loss. It's his loss. But yeah, but now it really is in a different Mm. way. And I don't know if that makes complete sense. But yeah, like everybody's like, oh, it's his loss. He did this. You know, you hear it in groups and everywhere. And but that doesn't help in the moment. Mm -hmm. It hurts. Like when you've been through that betrayal, you feel that loss on such a way that I never could imagine. I wish nobody ever had to. But now I believe in myself so much that if it did happen again, I would be okay because of me, because he lost me, but I'm going to be okay because I have myself. I love that. That's so beautiful. And I am so happy for you. And I just want nothing more than everyone to be able to find the kind of power that you have found. And to think it's only just the beginning. This is seven months in. And I know. <laughs> I just, I want to commend you because you really have been an ideal client. Like you show up, you put in the work, you ask the questions, you share the victories, you share the roadblocks. 
you came in as somebody that was like, I have never spoken to another soul on this planet about this. And you felt safe out the gate and started sharing vulnerably. I'm like, who's this? This is the girl who said like, (laughs) she's terrified to speak up. But I think you just saw the power of being able to be vulnerable and how much support and love you get and how much healing comes with that. So what would you say to somebody who's on the fence about joining us for whatever their reason is, whatever their, however their fear comes up along with their hope fluttering inside? I would say that joining this group gave me a place to be completely safe and vulnerable in a way that I never knew was a thing that is possible. And through that, it's bled into other parts of my, my world, my my marriage, my friendships, my relationship with my kids. So that would just be it is like this place that Becky has created is just so safe. Gosh, I thank God for it every day. That's part of my wake up prayer. Thank you for this place that I can be so safe and not judged and just safe. That's amazing. I was going to end there, but I can't not ask this <laughs> okay. question sure. because you brought up, you know, how it's trickled into the rest of your life. How has it bled into your parenting or do you have friends now? Give us a little teaser. I, my friendships, I are rekindling. I'm learning to trust people in a better way. I'm not all the way there yet. I've still got, you know, a lot of years of walls that are coming down but I'm trusting people better. I am making friends in a better way. It's terrible English, but (laughs) (laughs) I am, I'm laughing more. My kids, you know, my, my children are grown and I'm able to, when they call with the thing, help them through it in a better way. I have a friend someplace that I noticed we ran into her the other day and she was just in this really bad space. And I was able to just be with her and let her vent and reflect back to her in a way that helped her breathe again. And it was really awesome to see. I channeled some of Becky's things that she tells us all the time. And it was so awesome to see her. I saw her the next day and she was fluttering around. She was just so, such a different person than the day she was before. And that was so beautiful to see and, and be a part of. And And I don't know that she even realizes what she did for herself. And that's kind of the really coolest thing. The coolest thing is that we learn how to do for ourselves the things that we think we need other people to do for us. And it's not in a lonely way. And that is just really like, that was just a real um, realization just now in speaking with you is like, I can do it on my own and, but I'm not lonely in it. Hmm. That's so powerful. I mean, you're just a testament to when you heal, your whole circle heals. Mm-hmm. And how cool it was that you were the one to take that first step. And now just getting to picture you go throughout the day and the rest of your life and the impact you're having just by being you, just by practicing these almost too simple but so powerful tools of how to really find home in yourself and anchor yourself and find safety in yourself again so that you're not just getting bounced around by all of these external life forces, but you're going through the most grounded version of you, you know, you've ever met. 
I'm honored to have gotten a chance to work with you. I know we're going to have so much more time together. And I'm proud of myself that I didn't say your name once this whole time. So used to calling you by your name. So I'm like, did it. But I love you. And before I finish this interview, is there anything else that you wanted to share? Find it, if you are on the fence, find it within yourself to give that trust to somebody else for a minute. And you're just, you're not going to regret it. I don't believe anybody would. Thank you for sharing. Becky, you are like, you were a gift in the moment that I needed it. And it was, you know, things do come when it's time. Yeah. And and I believe that you were sent to me and um, blessed me in a way that I can never repay or never thank you enough for. I receive that and I'm honored and I feel the same way about you, girl. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. your heart. You're seriously a new person. The fact that you're able to even voice all of that just now compared to where you started. So I can't wait for the next coaching call when you check in about how dancing in the kitchen was. Yes. And <laughs> we'll see you. We'll see each other soon. Yes, ma'am. All right. Bye, friend. Bye. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I love and appreciate you so much. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave us a rating or review to help others find the show. To learn more about working with me or joining the I Do Breakthrough community, head over to my Instagram at Rebecca Lee Aste, where you can learn all about my program in my bio. And please send me a DM with your takeaway from today. I'd be honored to connect and know what landed for you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll chat with you next week.